This is Quit, a podcast about change, the challenges of improving your career, making tough decisions, starting something awesome, and maybe even kicking your corporate stooge job to the curb in the process. My name is Dan Benjamin. Joining me here live and direct from the uh, Austin, Texas headquarters is none other than Hattie Cook. Hattie, Hello. welcome back to the show. How are you? Are you muted? Yeah. It's actually recording your audio. I figured it would uh, be. But, but you just can't hear it in your headphones. I don't know how loud I'm being. You're being uh, just fine, <laughs> and I'm going to unmute you right now. That sounds wonderful. How's now? that? Yeah, that'll work. I mean, the show will never air, so we don't yes, even, I won't even whatever. worry about editing that. So how's everything been? It's been a little while. I've been I've been deeply immersed in the world of Fireside, uh, doing lots of updates and writing writing lots of code. Yeah, so much so that I couldn't even talk to you today. You tried this to speak to me. This is my first time to, to talk to you. Yeah, this is the first time we've spoken all day. <laughs> good morning hey. and uh, good good lunch. Good afternoon and good night. <laughs> and meanwhile, your screen just has uh, an Apple logo on it. Twenty five oh. minutes. Yeah, you know this isn't. Is that what it says? Well, we'll be recording for 25 minutes. Oh, yeah. Maybe this time you won't be so distracted. I know. That you'll, was the key last time. You'll be fully focused. Just, I need to, we just need to do a system update on your machine every time we start the show. That's every right. Every Friday. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I've been, I've been super busy. And it's, you know, a lo- I think uh, I was talking to John Roderick on a show. Maybe I'll, I'll promote a, a little show I do with yes, John do Roderick. It. It's called Roadwork. And uh, if you enjoy a great storytelling uh, and you enjoy the kind of insane life that John Roderick has had, which I do both. Uh, it's a wonderful show. I would love for you to, to, to join in, to tune in. 5x5.tv slash roadwork. Sometimes it's hilarious. Sometimes it's very serious. And sometimes it's just plain sad. Sometimes it's happy. And I just want to point out, Hattie, look at the birds standing all in line across on that uh, building. Oh, I love right that. I'm, can I take a picture and put it in the show notes? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's very weird. They all sort of lined up on this gray day. They look like ravens and they're all just lined up. So anyway, I, I'd love for you all to check out that show. But while I was uh, talking to John uh, about about that show, one of the things he seemed surprised to learn, Hattie, that I am <laughs> not just podcasting all day, every day, or, or that right. podcasting isn't just the thing that I do, that in fact... Right, right, like for, tw- for, you know, from nine to five. Right. There are other things that, that I do, and namely, he was, he was shocked to find out that I'm writing code six plus hours a day, almost every single day, and there's some days I don't, but uh, that's a big, a big thing that I do, is writing code. And working on Fireside, the what's Fireside? People are excited. They're in the audience right now. I can say my screen is flooded with people saying, what's Fireside? Fireside Fireside.fm. That is a, a podcast hosting and analytics platform that I built. Uh, It took me about a year and a half to maybe almost two years to really build it from ground up. And it's been up and running for about, uh, about a year or so now. And, um, and it's doing well and I'm, I'm letting it grow slowly, not pushing it too much, but I, I, I feel like this is my show. We've done 113 episodes, 114 today. Why not promote it a little bit? I think now is the best I don't like to be too self-promoting. No, I don't either. I, I am under the impression that nobody cares what (laughs) I'm doing and nobody cares what I'm, what I think about something. So it's, well, that's not true. I know, but I, I always err on that side. So if I don't, if I don't post a lot of stuff or whatever, it's cause I'm like, eh, nobody cares about this. <laughs> well, we, we all care. Huh? I would be a bad uh, PR person. Yeah. <laughs> I care about other people's things though. <laughs> well, 
I care about Fireside. Yes. Uh, and the reason that Hattie's doing a system update right now during the show <laughs> is because she said to me, uh, oh, well, I can't send you the reads over Slack. Right. Because my Slack app doesn't work. And also the app store doesn't work. It. And I can't update my, anything Slack on my computer. Because I can't get to the app store because the app store won't load. So we just spent 20 minutes fixing the app store, which involved just deleting a lot of temp files and P lists and event and rebooting. And then now it's back. So now you can update again. No, excuse. I just haven't been updating for how long was the last time you did an update? Months. It's been months. Mm. Well, I, I think this is a perfect segue into me telling a little story uh, about uh, customer uh, customer service experience and experience buying equipment. Yeah. And uh, because all of these, I feel like, go to the spirit of quit and what we talk about here and Very how to much be better. So. And and uh, and so I wanted to I wanted to share that. That's this little story. Um, I think I think it's apropos of the show. And we also have a lovely email. That, that they need uh, our help. That they need our help. Bad. It's all Very about bad. cash flow in all caps. So we'll uh, we'll get we'll get to that in a <laughs> second too. Yeah, that could be the title right there. All about cash flow. And um, and and so I want to definitely talk about that. And uh, but I want to I want to just thank my friends over at Linode when I was talking about Fireside and Five by Five. All these things I host them over at Linode. Uh, I, I've been hosting with Linode long before they were a sponsor of ours. And uh, it's a great place if you're looking to host something that you do, uh, whether it's an application that you've built, a place to to learn and experiment, uh, whatever it is that you might want to do or or deploy an entire application infrastructure, you name it, Linode can handle it uh, and, and more. Linode.com, L-I-N-O-D-E. They've got amazing servers. It's all in the cloud, super fast network, automated backups. They got node balancers, 24-7 support. Uh, I trust them with all of my infrastructure and everything that I do. And to be honest, I think you should too. You can visit promo, promo.linode.com slash quit is a special URL they made uh, for this show. And that supports the show if you go there, but you're doing yourself a favor. I mean, you're getting 10, what is it? $10? I don't know what you get. The, Isn't in the, the read? Promo. Did no. I not put it on there? No, you didn't put anything. Go to there. it. I believe you get $10, uh, $10. towards something. $20 credit. $20. Hey. See? $20 credit. Can I use this? <laughs> Probably. Right. I'm going to try it next time I add a server. All right. So the first episode of Quit, Hattie, we're almost coming up on the anniversary. Almost. <gasps> we're just a, about a month. We should make uh, white two Russians. Months, two months short. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and have Shlok back. Epi- yes. Uh, I don't I don't know where he is anymore. But, Nobody uh, knows. The first episode was recorded November 23rd, so we have time to plan. Aww. We've got a, was it a couple the Thanksgiving months. show? No, that's... Wait, it was around Thanksgiving November time, or yeah. did you say September? No, November. Okay. So we got two months to plan a, a, a special show, cool. special episode. All right, let's jump in to, uh, to, I have two I also different have a stories topic to tell. Too. Okay. So we'll do my two stories. We'll do, do the email. We'll do the topic. You have to help me remember what it means though, because I just wrote down two words. Okay. Well, <laughs> surprise me when we get there. Okay. Uh, so this is the story. I, I have finally gotten to a point where I, admitted to I am the type of person I like to get something and I like to make it last as long as possible, right? As long as I can possibly make something last. That's how long I want to make it last. I agree. I'm the same. And whether that's a car, a hammer, a computer, in this case, a phone, in this case, we're talking about a computer. And there was a period of time where I was getting computers more frequently than most people. And then I shifted and now I get them less frequently than most of the nerds that I'm friends with. 
but it had become time that I knew that I needed something newer. My uh, primary computer, laptop computer, was a MacBook Pro from 2013. I had built a Hackintosh. I still have it. Uh, but there are some limitations of having a Hackintosh. I mean, hypothetically, I built one. I would never really build Not one. Not like an actual one. But uh, it was time for me to get a new computer. And I thought, you know, we've got an older iMac at home. I like the iMac. Every, all the nerds that I know, whether it's, you know, Marco or uh, Merlin or, you know, who everyone I know seems to really love their iMac. So I said, I'll, I'll try one of these. And I custom ordered it on the, on the phone and they sent it to me. And long story short, the hard drive died after like about one day of using it. It had what's called a fusion drive, which is a combination of really, it's like two drives in one. It's got uh, like what is essentially an SSD type drive, which is a flash drive and a traditional spinning drive. And you would think, oh, that's great because the flash aspect of it makes it uh, serve data much faster. And then you've got the spinning drive so it can be bigger. In reality, in my opinion, it's just a a cluster. It's It's a huge huge problem. And, uh, because really what you do is now you have sort of two different technologies combined in one and two different ways for it to fail. And you don't even like two flavors combined. So much less two hard drives. Yeah. So long story short, I had it for less than a day and it died. So I I was not really sure what the return process was going to be like at Apple. And I thought instead of going in and saying, uh, the hard drive died, it's broken. I would just start out and say, this didn't work for me and, and see what they would do. Right. And say, I want to return this. Right. So I walked into the store with it and, you know, I repackaged it up perfectly and, um, I'm and, a pro at that. Yes. She helped with that <laughs> quite a bit and brought it back into the store. And I said, this didn't work for me. And uh, he's like, okay, uh, do you want another one instead? Is there something wrong with it? And I said, uh, well, actually the hard drive died after I used it for about a day. I described the symptoms of the problem. He said, yeah, it sounds like a drive. Like, I've got another one here. You can, you can take it and go, uh, if you want. And I said, no, I, I think I just want to return. He said, okay. And that was it. No guilt. There was no guilt. There was no Are guilt. you sure, man? Like none of that. He didn't try to convince me to do anything else. He didn't seem, in fact, I'd say it, it went a little bit in the other direction of he barely seemed to care that I was in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I would like, I almost would have liked a little bit more caring than he offered. Right. A little um, bit more salesiness. Yeah, not not that he should have tried to upsell me on something, but just he should have cared. He, oh, I'm so sorry. Like he didn't say. I'm oh, you so wanted sorry that some I, remorse from him. I wanted. Like it was his fault. Well, it is his fault. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I would have liked because like, here's the thing. And this is what I learned from doing years of IT support. And, and by the way, doing it poorly uh, until I figured it out was a lot of the time people just want to hear that they, they want sympathy and they want understanding. And we've talked about that on, on earlier episodes of the show, but it bears repeating because I think it makes sense for almost any job, whether you're in sales or you're in design and programming and software development in retail, it doesn't matter. If somebody comes to you with a problem uh, and, and you're the one that can help fix it, a lot of the time they just, oh man, I'm so sorry that happened. You say, I'm sorry. And then you know what, uh, what else people really like What's to that? hear, especially when they're upset is... If they come, oh, I'm angry about this thing. You say, you know what? You're right. I just They just want right. to hear they're right. That's it. And now they're happy and you said you're even sorry. Even if they're and wrong, they, they want right. to hear Just say, right. you know what? You're right. Whatever part of with the statement that you think that you could say that they're right about, say it. <laughs> that is a, that's an excellent point. Uh, and you're right. Oh, yes. thanks, Dan. You see? Uh, but, <laughs> now but I'm really, happy. <laughs> that's, but that's a great point. If I had come in, I'd say, oh, this didn't work. If the guy said, oh, man, that sucks, what, what happened? 
Uh, and I said, oh, the hard drive died. Oh, that's the worst. Well, what would you like to do? Do you want a new one? Do you want a refund? To me, it would have seemed like that he was a little bit more engaged. And genuine. If he had had a reaction, even if it was a, a phony Apple employee reaction. No right. offense to Apple employees. They're fine. I'm just saying like like a, a staged reaction. Right. That would have been fine, too. It was kind of like you were returning like an old box of screws that you were like, found these in my house and, and the receipt was with it. So I thought I'd return <laughs> them and get three, three dollars. Twenty three hundred dollar computer. Right. right. <clears throat> so, uh, you know, it's like like uh, my phone will even say good. I, I don't want it to, but it will even <laughs> say good morning to me when it uh, when it wakes up. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I don't I don't need it to say good morning when I ask it what time it is. Uh, but it does. It says good morning, and that's fine. It did more than the Apple Store guy did. Now, uh, so I was actually glad because at the end of the day, I kind of didn't really want the iMac anyway. So it was good that it died. I would. I wanted. A, I wanted a laptop. <laughs> you relished its death. <laughs> but I've been holding off on the MacBook Pros. This is not going to be a show about Apple. Don't worry. I'm, I'm leading up to something, and this is a bigger topic. And I've talked enough with Merlin on Back to Work, the program that he and I do, Merlin Man. Uh, enough on that show about what we think might be wrong with Apple as a company or how they could do better and things like that. So that, that, I'm not going to get into it here. But what I will say is the latest offerings that they have uh, in the laptop space, they all come uh, bearing this, the, the more powerful ones, the ones with the nice ports on it and not just two ports, come with this touch bar, which I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of the touch bar. I didn't want the touch bar. I like regular function keys and I definitely like an escape key because I'm a seemed- VI user. So... And I don't want it. It's gimmicky. I don't need it. Whatever. That's fine. Uh, it has it. I'll live with it. And long story short, I decided to get one, a MacBook Pro 13. So it had to come with one. It had to come with one to get the amount of ports that I wanted. But it's fine. The new keyboard, <laughs> it's not as nice as the old keyboard. It's fine. I'm, but here's the topic now is I'm embracing this stuff. And this made me think about a bigger issue, which is there's a lot of things that that ch- things change and there are times when you want to resist the change and there are times when you don't want to resist the change or times where you can't resist it anymore and you have to just say you know what i'm going along with it right touch bar and and keyboards that i don't love on uh macbook pros you know what I was fighting it for, I'm not going to fight anymore. This is where we're They're going. They're not going to change it. You in know what ten, I mean? 10 years yeah. from now, you probably won't be able to buy a car with a regular combustion engine. It'll be right. an electric car. Or you know, buy that's a car fine. without the stupid screen and there won't be any oh, real all buttons anymore. Oh, they instead of little buttons. That's the yeah. reason I still have my cars because of the buttons. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, you know, what, what, can you, what can you do? You've got to accept progress. You've got to accept change, even if it's things that you don't like, if you have no control over so. it. So... When I went in to then buy the, uh, I, bu- I had to get a screen for the MacBook Pro because when I'm there during the day, I have to dock it with something because I, I like a, a bigger screen because I'm doing software development. I need lots of windows and things like that. So I went to pick it up in the store and the guy who helped me there, he'd only been on the floor. He said he's only been six there for days? six days, six <laughs> days. And so he's not burnt out yet. He's not jaded. He's not cynical. Nope. He's not angry at the he's world. excited about he's, everything. Yeah. He was super excited. Dean was his name. I and think. excited to talk to you. And it was awesome. He just wanted to talk about how, how awesome. what, what, what are you guys doing with your, what are you doing with your Macs? Like, what are you doing with them? What do you make? <laughs> what kind of stuff do you do? Like, he wasn't like, 
he wanted to check some box. Like he was genuinely, and when he found out we do podcasts, what editing software do you use? I said, oh, we typically use Logic. He's like, oh, I'm I'm using Pro Tools. I said, oh, we used to use Pro Tools. Oh, why just switch? What's Logic like? Like he's right. like he he was just he was he was the way I was when I was about eleven years old uh-huh. and sitting down in front of my first you know Apple II uh, at at the school. You know, like everything is cool about the computer. Yeah, yeah. Like, what are you doing with it? Tell me what you're doing with it. But I left there thinking and feeling almost like it, that was a little contagious for me, his excitement so. and exuberance about it to the point where, you know, I started to think like, and, and back to the fireside topic, like I build fireside, not just the way that I want to use it for, for myself, for a show I might do, but with all the things that I've learned from working with other podcast hosts, both on five by five and and elsewhere about what they wanted and, and what they want to do. But still there are people who are using fireside and doing things with fireside in ways that I hadn't thought of. They're doing things I hadn't thought of. They're using it in ways I hadn't imagined. And asking you questions about things that, that make you rethink how you have done some things. Exactly. Like, oh, yes. I, I thought people were only going to use it in this one way. Right. But then the, I'm surprised they've come up with a better out, way. <laughs> yeah. That there's like, here's another thing that they're doing. And, and it's, it's funny because, there are two sort of mindsets that you can use to approach something like this. And one of the mindsets is you're using it wrong. This is how we built it. This is the way you're supposed to use it. Fit into the box. Right. (laughs) And I would say that's the way most software, not good software necessarily, but most software is designed is here's the way you should be using it. Oh, you're trying to do this other thing. Yeah. Well, you're not doing You're Here's how you do it. You're using it wrong. You're using it wrong. (laughs) Um, title. But the other idea, the other way to do this is to say there isn't a right way or a wrong way to use it. There's a way we designed it, but maybe you can do it in a different way. Maybe you can do it a little bit better. I'm the kind of person that when I get something, the first thing I'm, I'm, I consider doing to it is saying, okay, can I make this better? This thing that I got, do I have to modify it? Perfect case in point. And we talked about this. I, I would love it, Hattie, if, if you could pull up the episode. But didn't we talk on this show about smokers and the smoker that I got? And I had to customize the smoker like, I out the gate? I believe so. Okay, yeah. so the, I, well, I'll, I'll, a quick I'll recap it down, of it yeah. is I got, I got a smoker. Uh, and the smoker, this is for smoking uh, meats, meats. What, what we call here in Texas barbecue. And uh, let's be very clear. Barbecue <laughs> is different from grilling. You can have a cookout. If you say, hey, come on. O- hey, I'm having a cookout. I'm, we're, we're grilling out on, on, on Sunday. Come on over. What you can expect to have is hot dogs, hamburgers, maybe some uh, French fries, even things like that. You know, pickles on the plate. Yeah. We're having a cookout. We're grilling out. Grilling. You don't, you don't say we're having a barbecue. A barbecue means uh Pork ribs, maybe beef ribs, might mean brisket, might mean pulled pork. There is a there is a, a sense a of deep knowledge and low and slow and very like you have to be making a craft out of it. Like right. I'm crafting barbecue. Barbecue you're not, is you're not just like oh I'm just barbecuing. Like right. no <laughs> barbecue. If if it took less than six hours, it's not barbecue. Agreed. If you if the meat finished if we open a barbecue minutes, restaurant it's not a barbecue that's our slogan <laughs> but the <laughs> yeah uh, but there are people like where i grew up in in philly uh 
a barbecue just meant hot dogs and burgers on a grill. It meant you're going to be eating meat outside. Outside. <laughs> maybe not even meat. Maybe a, you know, vegan uh, patty. Yeah. Maybe it's microwaved even. You're just outside eating it. That could still be right. a barbecue up there. Right, because you're just outside. Anyway, I got a smoker so I could barbecue. And out the gate, there's problems with it. And you say, well, how do you make it better? Oh, well, I, I can put this kind of seal on the door. It'll keep the heat and the smoke in better. I can swap out the little uh, pan that they give you to put the, the chips into to smoke them with my own pan. Like, it's all about customizing Mods. stuff. Mods. Modding it out. So it's fine, I think, to, to mod things. And that's like what some people are almost doing with Fireside. One person wants to take the posts when they do a post there. They want it to automatically push to their Squarespace. You know, like people are doing things I'd never thought of. And instead of being like, why are they doing that? That's not the right way to use it. I'm like, wow, they're doing stuff I never would have imagined they would do with it. And so that was kind of the feeling that I got when I left the store. Meanwhile, the second guy who sold me that thing, he was much cooler and so what is it about that? Is it because he was new? And if so, how do you recapture in your own job, in your own profession, in your own uh, work, how do you recapture that feeling of excitement and yeah. newness in a job, especially one that can be relatively frustrating and mundane? And a lot of the jobs that or we monotonous. have... Yeah. yeah. A lot of the jobs that we have and the things that we do are are monotonous. They are mundane. They are boring. They are the same thing. You know, when you first get a job, you've got that honeymoon period and that can last a month. It can last six months. It could last longer. But how do you get to that point in your job where you don't just dread it and want something else, where you come in with that beginner's mind, where you come in with that sense of excitement? What about your uncle? I was going to say not quite a burnout, but just like you're just not like things don't phase you anymore. Tell me about your uncle. What is, he seems excited about what he's doing. All well, the time. I mean, and he's been doing it he's his doing whole it, life. Right. For how, how many <laughs> Since years? He was do you probably suppose 20. He's, right. So he's um, been doing it for 90, 100 years. Yeah. He's uh, very old. Very old. Yeah. No, he's probably been doing uh, it for 30 years. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So I and he seems completely engaged and and well I think also he's in a in a line of work that's you you get to work on different projects all the time. You're never each project is going to be a little bit different and the people associated with those projects are going to be very different. Um I think he gets to meet a lot of people every single day. Somebody new walks in through that door or old friends walk through that door. Um, he's in, uh, digital mastering, audio mastering, um, music. Yeah. Uh, and so I think, I think it's, I think it's that, but also I think anyone could probably get bored with that if they didn't love it. And I think he just, he truly loves it. I mean, that's the thing is like a lot of people I think are in jobs that, that they don't love. They're not all lucky enough to have found something that they love to do. And that they enjoy doing. And that makes them money. And that makes them money yeah. enough to live, right? A lot. And that's <laughs> right, what, like, I would love to just sit and like do paper cutting all day, but right. that's not going to pay my salary. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of, a lot of the people that, e- that email in and a lot of the questions that we get asked uh, are, this is, I, I love to do this thing and I would like to get paid to do this thing. And how do I make that happen? And the answer is, uh, that I often give is a lot of the time you you don't really know if you'd like doing that thing for money. It might be the fact that you're not getting paid uh, that helps you 
enjoy it. But what right. I will what I will say as a closing comment on that topic, there has to be something that you do in your job that inspires you and that you find engaging. And it might only be for an hour out of the eight hours that you spend there in a day. But you can use that as a jumping off point to find enjoyment in the other aspects of the stuff that you do. If you really take a hard look, most of you listening to this, most of the people, Hattie, that are listening to this show right now are in what I would call, and ourselves included, relatively privileged positions. Most of us are not doing hard manual labor all day long. Now I'm sure there's going to be somebody who's like, well, actually, <laughs> right. There's I always, was, somebody. you know, I was just listening to you guys while I was busting up the highway using a jackhammer under the headphones, you know, like someone's doing so cool. Someone's <laughs> doing that right now. Someone's in a tractor, like a yeah. cool one. Yeah. But there are a lot of people who are not having to do that kind of work, uh, who are at a desk in an air conditioned room, you know, or working from home or sitting in a coffee shop or whatever it is that they're doing. Um, and, and so, you know, remembering back to that first job that I had, that Burger King job or, or the Publix job or whatever, that, you know, those were very, very low paying, very, very frustrating, very monotonous jobs. And most of us listening to this, it's possible to find joy in the stuff that we do. So where can you find that joy? Maybe it's in writing the perfect email, you know, maybe it's in uh, making the perfect line of code or getting that thank you email back. Like, Oh my God, you saved me so much time or something like that. Okay. Uh, Since, since you brought that up, um, let me do a quick sponsor and then I'm going to read, I'm going to read a really good, uh, a really good support uh, email that I just got. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. Our sponsor, or our first sponsor, I should say. Do you know who it is, Hattie? Oh, I know. It's FreshBooks. <gasps> Yay. You use FreshBooks way more than I do these days, yep. but I, I still use it. I took over the invoicing. You took it over, and FreshBooks, they are an invoicing, at, at their heart, they're an invoicing system. It lets you save a tremendous amount of time. And they make it ridiculously easy to do what you could call accounting, but it's up in the cloud. You don't have any software to install. You don't have to worry about doing any updates or anything like that. And they make tasks like invoicing and tracking expenses and even getting paid online. They make it so simple and so easy to do. And again, this all comes down to reducing the time it takes to get this stuff done. There's over 10 million people using FreshBooks and their system is great. I mean, they, they've, they've been doing this for a long time, longer, I think, than I've been doing 5x5. Five five. I think they, they've been doing this a lot longer. And I've been using them since probably 2008, 2009, somewhere in that time period. And man, they just recently came out with an update. They rebuilt their platform from the ground up based on like how people were actually using it. They've taken simplicity and speed to a whole new level, added tons of new features, and uh, and they, they they wind up they've done the math, Hattie, and they oh, yeah. figure out that they're going to save you two working days per month. Well, and think about this: the That's other day, lot. I got an email from someone. I had put the wrong amount on their invoice, 
um, for uh, an episode and they're like, we have to, uh, uh, we're going to need you to sign all these documents <laughs> and credit. Uh, we're going to need you to credit the this uh, amount to our account and all this stuff. I said, I can just update the amount right in FreshBooks. And they were like, really? You can do that? And I said, yes. And so I fixed the whole thing and didn't have to sign any documents. Very cool. <laughs> So you could do the same thing and get the same kind of benefits by checking out freshbooks.com slash quit. Is that where we want to yep. send them? Did I put the wrong one in there? Yeah. Yep. Quit. So freshbooks.com slash quit. <laughs> Go there and check it out. You can do all kinds of things. You can even accept payments online. That's my favorite thing. They don't talk about it that much, but that's a big, that's a yep, big one. If it is. So go check that out. We appreciate their support. Thank you very much to FreshBooks for supporting this program. Boom. All right. So I was going to segue to yes. a, 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 an email that I got. So here's something that happened. I use a, uh, I use software called, uh, well, I don't know if I want to say who it is because then maybe other, other people might take advantage of, of this loophole. It's not really a loophole. Okay. <laughs> but it's, it's a service. I'll just say it's a, it's a, it's a, um, I have lots of servers and, it's tough to look at the logs for all these different servers, you know, because they're all, all the different applications and processes and, and system things are all generating logs. Right. This is a service that aggregates them and puts it all together in one place for multiple systems. So you can go in and see what's going on. And the way that they bill is based on the amount of logging traffic that you're sending to them. So somebody who has like one server won't have to pay as much as somebody who has 50 servers. Yeah. And, uh, and so I got uh, an email from them letting me know that I have reached my limit. I think uh, I have two gigs per month of data that it, it can it log. We used it up. And the reason why we used it up is I was trying some origin shielding stuff with a Varnish. And Varnish has a process called Varnish Log that logs all of the traffic. And so I ran this thing for like a day just as a test to see how it would do. And it was okay. Not the necessarily solution I'm going to go with, but it generated so much logging that it ate up like more than half a month's worth of logging in a day. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't know what I'm going to have. To do. I wasn't expecting that. I'm like that's not going to work. It kind of went and, and the machine kind of went haywire. So, um, uh, I, uh, and, and what happens when you hit your limit, is that they, they don't log any new stuff. They just drop it. They keep right. all your old logs, but new stuff that's coming in, it just goes into the ether. It's gone. Right. Like a bucket. You can only fill it up so much. Yes. And, uh, and, and so that's not good. So I replied to the email. First of all, I didn't even see if I could. It didn't, it, I didn't even open a new ticket. I just hit reply. Right. And I said, you know what? That should work. That should work. And it did. Yay. And I wrote to the people and I said, listen, we had an unusual spike. I kind of explained what happened. I'm like, is there any like exception or right. you know, special <laughs> case or whatever? And they wrote me back. First of all, they wrote me back almost instantly. I sent the <laughs> wow. email at 352 at 401. They wrote back. Wow. Absolutely. And listen, listen to this. Listen to this line. Right, the wording is nice. Listen to this line. It's not our goal to benefit from systems going haywire. They offset the logs. They said it's basically where it was before that That's happened. That's awesome. 
And uh, and they said, and by the way, one thing I suggest for the future is set up a log rate notification. So if something does go haywire, <laughs> you can identify it and you can even set up a junk filter so that it won't process that. It'll just throw it away if you don't uh... want to log it. And, uh, and he says, otherwise, happy logging and happy Friday. And I wrote him back. I said, it's a great suggestion. I'll do that. Thank you. And I'll just say, I'll just call them out. It's Paper Trail. Because they're nice. They're really, yeah. they, and shame on them for not sponsoring. Yeah, maybe they will now. What a horrible company. But what a great email. And just listen to, yep. that, listen to that line. It's not our goal to bet. There are lots of people who, want, who would who say, would yeah, benefit well, from that. hopefully like, well, their systems go, hey, why are we going to make money? <laughs> But they, that's not their attitude from it. No. Now, they're coming from a, a, a really good position, and that is they're a, a good company that's also a profitable company. Right. And when you're in a situation like that, it's incredibly powerful because you can, you can reward your customers. When and something bad happened, yeah. we're making it right. We're making it better. That picture you showed me of the guy who was in the stands in the baseball game and... Uh, uh, one of the guys in the outfield oh, would jump, had jokes. to had to jump into, he had to jump into the, we should use the that crowd. for the cover art. Okay, he had to jump that. into the crowd with his glove out to try and catch a ball and he winds up slamming into this <laughs> poor, poor dude guy. with his nachos. Like a brand new fresh thing of nachos right. and like there's a, a picture <laughs> and it's like mid midway where he's already hit the nachos and the nachos are falling in the air and his face is so sad. <laughs> so then there's another follow-up shot that shows the 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 outfielder bro- is brought in the stands him brought him a new nachos. thing of nachos <laughs> so cute and it's probably like four dollars right but th- the whole point is like he didn't have to do that but how awesome <laughs> yeah. is that how can you make your customers feel that way about the service or the product that you're doing wouldn't you want a customer to feel that way wouldn't you want a customer to say like i was not expecting this and now part of it i think is also the attitude, uh, if that guy had been like, you dumb jerk, why did you jump out here and knock this thing down? I guess he probably wouldn't have gotten free nachos, at least not in the same way. But if he if he was sad about it, you know, or my machine went haywire, can you help me? That is a very, very different kind of approach that you as a consumer can make. And it, it, it opens the door for the person providing that service to say, I want to help this person. I want to make this person's day. What does it matter to me as paper trail? Right. What's an extra 700 megs of space? Like to us, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We don't care. It's nothing to us. We're a big company that's making a bunch of money. Of course, we'll redo it. Now, of course, there's there's limits to that. If you're like a freelance designer or something and someone's like, oh, the logo sucks. And, you know, I know you spent like a month on it and we approved it up until yesterday. Uh, then that's different. But if you're in a situation where you can just blow somebody away. And part of this I learned, I think, from um, from being a parent is that a lot of my day is spent doing something for somebody else to make them feel good. You know, A big part of being a parent is like, I just want my kids to feel good. I want them to be happy. Can I, what can I do to, you know, my kid, he left his shoes in the other room again, and now we got to get him into school. Should I say, Hey man, go get your shoes. He left them. Or can I just grab it for him? I don't want to do everything for him. He's got to learn his lesson, but I'm saying sometimes you just like, if he's coming out of the shower and I'm about to read him a book, I might just lay out his, uh, his t-shirt 
you know, forum. Right. It's, it's doing something nice for another person. Right. For no reason. He's capable of doing it, but sometimes I might do it for him. A little surprise. Nice thing to do. A little girl says, you know, when she wakes up in the morning, she says, Daddy, I'm tired. Carry me downstairs. What did she say? My legs don't my work? My legs don't. My legs can't walk. <laughs> my feet can't walk. She wants me to carry her down the stairs. Her feet walk work fine. Yeah. <laughs> she runs five times faster than me. But you know what? Like that little fun little thing. Right. Carry her down. How can you do that for your customers? How can you do that for the people that, that you're working with, your coworkers? Right. You know, and I'm not saying Because isn't a happy customer a, so much better? I'm not saying be a doormat. I'm not saying let people walk all over you. I'm not saying be the person who will always pick up the slack for everyone else every time. Right. And you get crapped on. I'm not saying that. But, but I'm if just you've saying, got the chance, if to you've do got a chance, nice. it doesn't it doesn't affect you. And it's a little surprise once in a while. Man, that's a nice thing to do. Yeah. That's a nice thing to do. I had a uh, a guy email me uh, for fireside support, and um, <laughs> you know the one you're going to say. He he, I forget exactly what the problem was, but he wanted he he wanted things to be fundamentally different than the way they were. There were things right. that he wanted fireside a to fundamental do that, level that just. It it didn't do. It's not designed to do, and and it can't be forced to shoehorn to do right. it. I forget what it was, but after I'd gone back and forth, he hadn't even signed up as a customer yet. This is him just considering. Right. He wasn't even a he wasn't even a current customer. I think maybe he had signed up for the free trial, but he wasn't even a customer yet. Not that that matters. I'm not treating him differently. I've still spent like an hour going back and forth and like <laughs> right. 10 emails with him explaining things and making suggestions. Saying, and so at, finally at the end of this, I said, I said, you know what? I said, it, it, it sounds like Fireside might not be for you. Mm-hmm. I said, um, I said, if, if that's the case and you, uh, you don't, you know, you, you're not happy uh, I said, let me know if you've already signed up as a paying customer, I'll refund you. I didn't even care how long he's been a customer. It could right. have been two months. It didn't matter to me. I said, and, uh, and, but, but it sounds like maybe this just isn't for you. And he wrote me back and he was very upset at me, very upset. And he said, uh, I can't believe it. Uh, you're trying to, uh, you're, you know, one, one question and uh, you're already showing me the door. I'd really like oh, to, yeah. you know, I'd really like <laughs> to speak to your, uh, to, please put me in touch with your manager. I would uh, really like to share with them uh, the, the uh, information about the kind of support that I've got. And by the way, I, I have to tell you, I pride myself in doing a good job with support, um, especially with, with things that I've built like this. And I go out of my way. I mean, I'm, I'm doing support with him. Like it's like 10 o'clock at night on like a Wednesday. And I'm just, <laughs> just doing this yeah i shouldn't even be doing it at that point right it's not like oh my god my podcast doesn't work it's like i really want this feature right like, that's not the kind of support well, are you ever going to have this but, feature? Uh, but like <laughs> I, I felt bad you know i wanted him to, to right to be happy and i wrote him back i'm like well first I'm, of all hi i am i said the yeah i said i'm, I'm the founder the of the company <laughs> the creator of fireside and i wrote all the code and i do the support i'm right. like there's no one above me for you to talk to <laughs> right you're not gonna one up me <laughs> right and i said but uh, i said i'm not showing you the door i i said i think you are just trying to do something that maybe fireside's not designed to do and and i'm sorry about that right uh but i you're you being know, honest i don't know how to help you <laughs> right and uh and then his attitude completely changed yeah. And he was uh, then very apologetic and very nice and said, well, this wasn't a deal breaker for me. I just wanted to, you know, uh-huh. to see if I could get it to work. I said, you know, OK, like, <laughs> I don't know how to 
like what to do. Why should it matter if I'm the founder of the company or if I'm getting paid 10 bucks an hour to do support? Right. The information I'm giving them is the same and the delivery is the same. <laughs> I'm not, you're the I was same very, human. And I, 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 took the, I took the email thread and I put it down on my screen. I, I brought my wife over. I said, please read this and tell me if I was a jerk or if I made a mistake yeah. or anything in here. And she read it and she's like, you were really nice. She's like, you were really <laughs> nice to this guy. So like sometimes it doesn't even matter. Sometimes it doesn't even matter. Yeah. All right. Now, before we do this email, I want to do our, our second and final sponsor. And I'd like for all y'all to listen to this. Okay. Cause it's important. It's Squarespace. Oh, I've heard all that before. I've oh, heard about Squarespace no, before. You have not. I know everything there is to know about Square. You don't know anything about Squarespace. First of all, you know, nothing. You know, first of all, as a, as a whole, if you think you know what Squarespace is, I can tell you right now, Unless you are the founder and creator of Squarespace. You don't know anything. You don't know anything. There's a lot that you could learn about Squarespace. Every time that I sign in, they've added some kind of new feature. They've added some kind of new functionality. They've added a new awesome looking template. They've made things faster. Whatever it is, they're doing something. They're like a beehive over there. beehive. Yeah. Turn your cool idea into a new website. It's a place you can go to showcase your work. You can blog or publish content there. You can sell stuff, products, services, electronic products. Promote your physical business, your online business. It doesn't matter. You can even use it to announce an upcoming event like a wedding or a birthday or the birth of your child. Why send out those pieces of paper uh, to announce something when you can do an awesome site and let everyone come and check it out? You do a gallery of all your photographs, your photographer. I mean, they have these beautiful templates created by world-class designers. They've got all the e-commerce stuff I told you about. They've got 200 TLDs so you can register your domain there now. Even if you don't want a website, you can just go register your domain. They've got analytics built in. It helps your site grow. SEO that really works. I mean, all of this stuff is there. All of this stuff. Make your, this is going to sound hokey, but it's true. Like you can (laughs) go there and you can like make something that's really special. Make it your own. Customize it and live the dream. Do they have that? Is that theirs? They can have that's, that. Yeah, I don't know if that's like Live their tagline. The that's but... their tagline now. Oh, okay. And if they don't like it, I don't care. Because <laughs> that's their tagline. Squarespace, live the dream. Right, and they're like, that doesn't have Maybe anything to do with... Maybe that's registered by someone else. And now they're going to get sued. I don't care. It's a good one. Squarespace, TM. Live the oh, dream. <laughs> R in a circle. R in a circle. That's a registered trademark. Squarespace.com. Go check this out for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your new thing, use the offer code QUIT and you will save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. What? That's actually, I didn't know that. No. You want to register points. a domain, you just go to squarespace.com, yeah. promo code QUIT gets you 10% off a Get domain. Get all the domains, I know. I thought it was only for the nope. website. Nope. Okay. So thank you to Squarespace for supporting 5 by 5 and QUIT. Do you want to read this email or you want me to do it? Uh, you are better at reading the emails. Sometimes you read it and you're just actually quietly reading I'm it to yourself. Quiet, I'm yeah. like, well, you're on a show and you need to read it out loud. I know, I forget. And I you're don't. like, well, I was just reading. You said to read it. So. Right. So. So. I was reading it. So. <laughs> what do you want? So. You said a guy used to do that all the time. Yeah, I knew a guy, uh, Ken. <laughs> and he used to say. I already like Ken. Ken was, Ken was cool. Uh. He used to say, like I say, so all the time, even <laughs> if he hadn't sentences. said it, even if he hadn't said it. Uh, so like 
you know, if I came in, I'm like, oh, my God, can I tried that keyboard uh, on the computer? It really sucked. Well, like I say, so. <laughs> and, uh, and so I, I still kept say that. It. Yeah. this was 15 years ago. Well. And I kept it, so. <laughs> Dear Dan and Hattie, longtime listener, love all the great shows. I've got a little consulting business that's two years old. I've brought in a partner and we're looking at hiring someone. Yeah. This is all great. There's only one problem. Oh no. All all caps, three exclamation points, cash flow. <laughs> I go from having three months of expenses in the bank to having zero constantly because of a variety of reasons. Let me list the ways. Projects start late. Projects end late. Checks are late. Checks never arrive. Clients drop off the face of the earth. I've had to dip into my personal savings on two different occasions to float the company, and I've even had to pay tax on money that isn't in my account yet. HST in Canada is collected quarterly on invoiced sales. I'm not familiar with the term HST. I'll look it up. So you look it up. I don't understand how people do it. Do all businesses just run off massive lines of credit? Am I not charging enough? Or what is the answer? Help me, Dan and Hattie. You're my only hope. Aww. Brian from Canada. What is HST? Harmonized sales tax okay. is a consumption tax in Canada. It is used in provinces where both the federal goods and services tax, GST, and the regional provincial sales tax, PST, have been combined into a single value added sales tax. I believe it's PSD. Uh, so <laughs> the, um, the, the, the issue that he's running into is... He is having to pay tax on invoiced sales, not collected. Right. Uh, so this is dumb. So, so let's say I, you, you say, Dan, Dan, come out and, and mow my yard. And I say, all right, I'll charge you 50 bucks to mow your yard. And you say, all right. And I invoice you for that. But then I never and, come out. And I mow the yard and you don't pay me. <laughs> I still have to pay taxes on that $50 that I invoice. That you doesn't for. make much sense. Welcome to Canada. <laughs> Oh, we get free health care. Yeah, but you got HST. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that sucks. Uh, and cash flow, I think, for small businesses is one of the main problems that you're going to have to deal with. And unfortunately, there isn't an easy answer. I remember a friend of mine uh, who is a very, very well-known designer. Uh, one of the world's most famous designers and most influential designers. At one point... Uh, got hit for very similar reasons with a huge tax bill. Uh, and they had not, they were not prepared for this amount of tax. Uh, they didn't have the money to pay the tax. And it came down from not mismanagement or making mistakes, but just not understanding the, the, the way that they would be taxed at the level that they were operating right. at. Um, because they had taken on a number of big projects that they'd invoiced for, and and there's different right. Um, and you're at the at the time, you're like, "Yay, we are getting a right. lot of money!" And then you don't think about the downside. <laughs> so you know, part of the advice is, that I always give people is to set aside a third of whatever you take in to pay for taxes. So if you bring in a thousand bucks, you better set aside around three hundred bucks of that money for taxes. And a lot of you who, once you establish a consistent uh, business, you'll have to start paying taxes quarterly. And the way that those are based is uh, based usually on the prior year. So this might not start until the second year of business for you. But if you did um, 
$100,000 worth of business in the first year, when you start paying quarterly taxes, they're going to expect uh, that you're going to do at least $100,000 the next year. If you're right. not doing it, they don't care. They still want you to pay taxes based on what you did the prior year, even if the right. current year isn't as good. So you're going to wind up essentially overpaying taxes. You and might you'll you'll get, get, get back, that money but... back, but yeah. So, uh, but more specifically to, to Brian's problem, I have a lot of questions when I, when I hear this. Well, and the first thing I think of is I see a lot of things that um, projects projects start late that does is that by fault of client or by fault of you would be my first question second one was projects end late same same question by fault of you or by fault of client and then the last one or second to last one clients pay late that's on them okay so i'm kind of categorizing these into things that you can fix yourself and then things that are other people's problems that you can hopefully fix because they affect your business. Um, people paying late. Uh, I would impose some sort of a payment penalty. Now, let me ask you, as the person <laughs> who invoices for 5 by 5 how we do don't our, have a. How do our people? We don't have a penalty. How do our people pay? Do they pay on time? Um, and we we have a few yeah. that you've been going after for years, trying to get them to pay. Oh like, yeah, he addressed that. We're saying clients drop disappear. off the earth and never never pay. I have about I have two clients right now that one's from 2014 and one is from 2015, and they still haven't paid, and it's thousands of dollars and. They've since closed one of the companies and started a new company, and I emailed the founders and everything, and they said, well, that spot never aired. And I said, yes, it did, and I sent them all the (laughs) criteria and all the documentation and everything that they had signed, and they just now won't email me back because they see that I have some sort of proof, and now they won't email me back. Someone just, uh, I signed up for their newsletter for their company and one of the founders put their personal cell phone number in there. So guess who's getting a call soon? You know, but that, <laughs> but it, what he, what Brian's experiencing is not unique to Brian. No, it's not. It's unique not. To, to Canada. It's not unique to probably his Small line businesses of work. or large businesses. This happens to people. I mean, it sucks because he did it right. He said in the beginning he had three, and this is my other recommendation is if you're starting something, always have three months yes. in the bank. Now, my question is, if you were not consistently cash flow positive, Brian, for a long period of time, months, or if not years, um, you know, I'm curious to know why you brought in a partner at, at this early of a, a stage. It's great to have a partner. It's great to bring somebody in who can help you, who can uh, help your business be strong um, Especially who, if you're getting very overwhelmed very quickly. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand all of that, but I don't know what your arrangement is. Are they getting a percentage? Are they getting paid just for the work that they do? Uh, they, we don't know what, what their consulting business right. is. Is it a partner who just both y'all show up and you both get paid for the work? Right. Or, or like are they it's getting just a another body that can tackle a project right, or right. right. If that's the case and they're just getting paid for the work that they do under your bigger umbrella, then it's fine. But you know, you're talking now about hiring another person. Um, 
and and yet you're having to float the business from your personal cash. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. And and what is it that you're floating? Do you just mean paying yourself? Because like, right. if all if you stopped doing work, I assume you would stop getting paid money, right? You wouldn't make. So if you weren't doing consulting work, you're not going to get paid anything, right? So, um, but if if you're if you're still, is he floating like having to pay? His yeah, partner? It would help to know what he was doing, but that's what I'm saying. If he's having it like front money to pay his partner, he shouldn't have a partner right, I'd at be all. like, bye partner. I'm sorry, you I just can't partner, afford you. They have to absorb the same kind of risk that you're absorbing. Right. And you're going to say, look, we don't have the money this month to just pay you. I've already not paid myself, so we're going to each take a cut. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. I need more details I know, I do to, too. to really understand that. So maybe Brian will write back. But But I can address some of these other issues. Projects starting late and ending late. Uh, and checks being late or never arriving. Part of what I learned doing consulting and I was doing design and development work, uh, there, there are different kinds of advice for this. Different people will give you different advice. But my experience has always said that when you start working, if, you're, if you have an established name and reputation in the business and the industry, you should be able to go and say, we don't start work until we receive a deposit. And yes. I'm not saying it's half. Some people want half. Some people want a quarter or a third. Right. But you need some some good... Some uh, running money. Some running money. You need to get something as an assurance that like... We're not going to just fly away. <laughs> exactly. And so when you begin, that money is only going to carry you to a certain milestone. And you want that milestone to line up with the amount of work that that's fair. So if, if you're getting, let's say, a third, you would want that to carry you through a third of the project. So you would have a statement of work. And in the statement of work, it's going to say, here are the things that we're going to do for phase one. And your deposit, which is the third, is going to take us through a third of the project. And at that time, here are the deliverables that we will give you, whether that's designs or whether it's code, whether it's the foundation of a building in concrete that you're pouring, whatever it is. At that point, you will come back and you'll say, okay, we delivered this on the date that we said we were going to deliver it. We will not be doing any more work until we get the next number two. Right. Payment number two comes in if it takes a week to come in, if it takes a month to come in, you're not doing any more work. Right. Now, that doesn't help you if at that point they say, oh, right, yeah, we, we, we got to cut a check, but where things are a little tight, so it's going to take us a few more weeks. What are you supposed to do in the meantime? Well, here's the answer. And by the way, then the second, and then you would do the second part when you get the, the second, third, and then the final third comes when you are ready to deliver the final project. And anything else above and beyond that is billable time. And anything that, uh, that changes the scope uh, of the, if they say, oh, we, you know how we said we wanted this? We, we also want, want this and much this and bigger, this. Right. Then you know what? That's fine. We can do that. Here's our change order. And you're going to sign the change order. And maybe that means an additional deposit comes in before right. you do any work. And yeah, this sounds like really uh, retentive and right. tedious. Sorry. It's covering you so that you don't have to write an email like this to us and right. say, I don't have any money to have float my business right now. You've got to do it. <laughs> and it gives you the, it puts you in a position of power to say, look, I've got your stuff and you're not getting any more of it. You're not getting any of it until we get paid. And yeah, it sucks if you like invested some time in doing that to, but like that's what's got to happen. So that way you're not doing any work except for the Without, work that you're getting right. paid for. And, uh, and that way they can't owe you money for something that you've done that you're while well, we're waiting to get a check for these people. 
you know, you, you're not in that situation right. if you can avoid it. Um, and, and if, if they say, oh, we're not going to pay you a third, make it a quarter, right? you know, and do it, split it up that way. But you've got to make sure that you're covered. The other thing is, and this is a common mistake that people make when they're first starting their business, especially if it's a services kind of business, is that they'll devote too much of their time, maybe even all of their time to focusing on uh, on on the project that they're on and not enough time on the new business. Right. And a lot of people that I know, they will work on one project at a time. And a lot of the times it's just, that's all they're able to focus on. They can only really think about one right, thing. Right, not good at multitasker. Not, but you've got to get better at that yeah. because that's the only or way. Or set aside time so that it doesn't feel like you're multitasking. Right. You might have to you might have to have two projects going at one time or maybe your partner's on one and you're on another one. Whatever it is, you've got to be also devoting time on new business. You need to set aside a portion of your time every week to devote for new business. Maybe that means you're m- making a marketing website or updating a blog post or um doing phone calls or whatever it is that you do to drive new business. You need to make sure that you're setting aside time for that. How much time? It's really hard for me to say, but it, it, it should be a significant portion of your time. Maybe not half, maybe a quarter of your time. Maybe it's a, a, a half day a week. Maybe it's a whole day a week. Right. Um, and yeah, you're going to have to get good at juggling that. It's not easy to do it. But if you, but that's called running your own business. <laughs> right. And so what happens when you say, oh, well, these guys, uh, after we finished the second third of their project uh, and got paid for it, we don't know if the final third is going to come. We were counting on that money. I'm going to have to write a check to support. No, you're not, because you've got another project that's ready to start. And, and they're, pro- they're paying their deposit. And they're paying their deposit. Yep. And you can say, guess what, guys? We can start a little early. Uh, I don't like that you're dipping into personal savings. And what, yeah. what about your so-called partner? Shame on your partner. Where's their personal savings in this? Yeah, you can use a line of credit. We have had people write into the show suggesting getting a line of credit. Uh, Even going so far as to say, get a line of credit before you start your business so that it's there in case you need it. Uh, But that, that money to pay off that line of credit has to come from somewhere too. And if you have enough money in your savings uh, and you know, then, then you could pull it from there. But I mean, that's risky. I feel like we all make the mistake. I've made this mistake. I think everyone makes a mistake of maybe growing a little bit too fast, you know, hiring a person that you shouldn't have hired or thinking that you're going to be getting more business than you should have gotten. It's really, really tough to predict what's going to happen. But you just, my my main advice is, Brian, you've got to be diligent. You've got to be diligent about protecting yourself. Right. And it's it's not you being mean or whatever. It's you're, you have to cover yourself. <laughs> like right now I'm looking at, at bringing in a, a developer to help out with a little development project in Fireside. I fully expect uh, that that person is going to want some kind of assurance in the beginning to get started. Even if it's a project that's only going to run a few thousand dollars, no, they might, they might want a thousand dollars good faith deposit down on the first portion of the project. And I, I fully expect they should, and I have no problem with that. Any company that has a problem with that, that means they don't trust you. And maybe you don't want you to be working trust with them. You shouldn't trust them, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Hattie, we, we're hitting an hour right now. I know you I know. had a topic. Well, we, it kind of was what we were talking about first was needing technology. You didn't want to have to need 
technology. Oh, that's a good topic. I know. We're Should we come back to that? We'll do that for the next show. Because I could do, I could I do a whole say, show on that. I was going to say, it's on my that. sticky notes, so. I don't have to need anything. Like I say, so. So. Like I say, so. Was that it? Yeah, that was it. Needing okay. technology. Well, let's, let's, <laughs> let's do that for next week's episode. Okay. Perfect. If you'd like to support the show, check out our sponsors. It's the best way to do it. Just go visit them uh, and sign up if they're right And if for you, you already have a uh, FreshBooks and you already have a Squarespace. And you already host with Linode. Yeah. Well. Props to you. Props to you. I mean, they if they want to, they can support with a Patreon donation. Uh, yeah. I actually have it all under uh, the podcast method. Uh, oh, you show. switched it to that now. Yeah, so patreon.com slash podcast method is where you can go uh, because I've been I've been working on some new video stuff for podcast method. Exciting. Yeah, that's a new thing I've been doing teach, teaching people how to podcast. So uh, you can go there, but we appreciate the support. The money still just goes to us anyway, and call right. it whatever you want. Maybe we should change it back to Dan Benjamin again. Or just five, yeah, cause, right, because 505 con- doesn't sound right. I'm confused. I'm always confused. I'm scared. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. So. <laughs> well, anyway, we'd love to get your emails. You can do that by going to 5by5.tv slash contact, and you can pick uh, quit from the list of shows there, and I'll get the email. It'll have a special subject line, and we'll make sure we read it on the show he'll if you want. He'll print it out and give it to me, yep. and then I'll highlight it, and then we'll read it, and then he'll crumple it, and then I'll throw it. So thanks, everyone, for listening. You can find Hattie on Twitter. She's at Hattie Bird, H-A-D-D-I-E Bird. And on Instagram. And on Instagram under the same name. And I'm Dan Benjamin on all of those networks. We sure do appreciate your listening. And we'll be back real soon. Have a good one. <laughs>